Thank you so much. Hello. Good afternoon. How are we all? Some of you are like, what's going on? <laughs> Good, well, it's great to be here. Um, I'm normally behind that microphone, but I also love to hold this one, um, which is uh, really exciting for me. And, um, you know, as, as it's been mentioned, uh, Pete uh, was meant to be speaking this afternoon, and uh, unfortunately, he's been un unable to do that. And uh, I don't even know the bloke. <laughs> I don't know, I've just heard how great he is. And um, should we pray for him now? Is that okay? Uh, I want to honour him because um, I've been given this slot. But also, above all, we want to honour God, don't we? So why don't we pray for him? Oh, God, give me strength. Father, you are good. And we love you. And Father, thank you that today Pete lives. And God, we want to use this moment just to lift him up again. Father, would you bless him? Would you make him whole? And God, whatever is not right in his body, would you make right? In the name and the power of Jesus. Father, be with Rianne, and thank you for who she is and the family. We ask that you bless them. And uh, God, we ask, we thank you, first of all, that you are a speaking God. And uh, we pray that today you would speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. <sighs> what a great start. <laughs> good. That's good. It's all about being authentic. I love that. Great, well here's just a snippet of who I am. Many of you don't know me. Uh, my name is Hannah, nice to meet you. And um, I'm 25, oh, there he is. This is my husband. He's just the best. He is, I love him. And we've been married for two and a half years. And uh, there's a funny picture and there's a more serious picture. Um, so that's him. Uh, I, we, as I said, we've been married for two and a half years. I'm 25, the baby face is a lie. Did anyone think I was younger than 25? Yeah, the honest ones are honest, yeah, good. Uh, but I am, and uh, we live in Romsey. Romsey, darling. Anyone heard of Romsey? Oh, Romsey, darling, it is, it is. And how a Pompey gal, I grew up in Portsmouth, uh, how a Pompey gal ended up in Romsey, darling, I will never know. But God works in mysterious ways. So there we are. So I live in Romsey, uh, and I work full-time at Freedom Church, uh, which is a real privilege. Uh, two days I work as the youth leader there, and three days I'm their operations manager, which is highly entertaining because no one really knows what I do. Uh, but there we go. But I love church. Does anyone love church? Good, I'm, I'm glad some of you do. Uh, I love church. I love the church. And when I say church, I don't mean just the local church. I mean the body, right? We're, we're the people. And we're the people of God. And I love, I love church. And I love church because God loves it. And I want to love what he loves. And so I choose to love church. Even though people can be really... Uh, frustrating um, and it can be a nonsense and it can be frustrating and annoying just don't look at anyone at this point uh, even this weekend right people can get on our nerves but I love 
church and I love that God loves it too. And I guess the question you've probably come across this weekend already uh, is about communities and the communities, yes, that we have that are Christians, uh, that are uh, are brothers and sisters in Christ, but also the communities that don't know Jesus. And that's what Activate is all about, isn't it? Is reaching those communities who don't know Jesus. And um, these communities that um, may have been in your thoughts this weekend, uh, would I just ask that you'd keep them in mind uh, just for a little longer? Is that okay? Um, whilst we uh, spend this afternoon looking at God's Word. So we're going to look at uh, Matthew, Matthew 5, and uh, here's the NIV version. We're going to look at the message, but the message is just a paraphrase of the original text. Um, so this is the NIV, which is a literal translation. It says this, you are the salt of the earth. He's talking to his church. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again. It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead they put it on its stands and gives light to everyone in the house. And in the same way, let your light shine before others. Oh no, I was reading that. Sorry. (laughs) Light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Thank you Beth. Um, And then the message version says this. It's just a great way way of the same uh, passage. So it says this, let me tell you why you are here. You are to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in this world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, would you shine? Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. Be opening up to others. You'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. And Jesus uses these two objects, doesn't he? And we've all used them this weekend, probably. Salt and light. Salt and light. I love salt. <laughs> Anyone else love salt? I just put it on everything. I just love it. And I love it because it changes things. Salt changes things and it's effective. And Jesus uses this image of salt to uh, identify and to uh, acknowledge what the church is all about. It's all about being effective. Salt changes things. If, if you've got a bland meal, you add salt to add flavor, right? God uses, Jesus uses salt to describe the church because he wants the church to be effective. And next, Jesus uses light in the same kind of thing. Light is all about being visible, isn't it? We're talking about being authentic this weekend. Authentic is being honest and open. Jesus has called his church to be light because he wants them to be visible. He wants them to be seen. And I guess the question is, well, are you being effective? Am I being effective? Like salt? Am I being visible? Are we being visible like light in this world to our communities? Because if we're not, then I don't think we're doing what Jesus has created us to do. And that's the honest truth. I I think if we're not, if we're not being visible, if we're not being effective, then Jesus is going, dude, you've got something wrong. Because I've created in you to be salt. I've created in you to be light. And if you're not being that, then you're keeping it for yourself and you're not sharing it with the world. And so what does 
uh, being authentic look like well, we're, when we're out in the world? Well, I really believe that Jesus has asked us to do two things. To be present and to represent. To be present and represent. The thing about being a follower of Jesus um, is that we've got to be present, right? Um, I don't know about you, but because uh, I've, I've worked in the church for a couple of years, um, I've uh, noticed, I've realized the importance of being in communities, especially with those who don't know Jesus. And so what I did, I uh, joined a musical theater company uh, called Vision Works, and uh, in two, oh, there I am, oh dear. Um, so these are just some, some poses I do at Vision Works, which is very exciting, uh, Godspell. And uh, you can go off that now. Um, but at, at Vision Works, there's a group of girls, a college, college girls, who are all dancers. And, uh, and they're so beautiful. I love them to pieces. But they just don't, they don't have any background knowledge of the church or Jesus or God or the Holy Spirit or anything like that. They just have no background in that. And I've had the absolute privilege of speaking to them, of, of sharing life with them, of uh, kind of interacting with them whilst rehearsing for this show uh, in two weeks' time. And, um, and there was this one rehearsal um, on a Tuesday evening, uh, maybe a few months ago now, and, uh, and we were talking, it's all about Jesus and uh, his, um, his parables and his teachings and all of that. And uh, we got to one parable, and, and one of the girls started asking just loads and loads of questions about life and asked me what I thought about heaven and hell uh, and all those sorts of things. And uh, she looked at me dead face in the eyes, and she said, I am so scared of death. And that just broke my heart. Because she doesn't have to be. And so I told her this, and... Um, I told her this and I said, you know, Jesus, um, he gives you life and life in all its fullness. And, um, and that's what this show is about. It's all about Jesus. I didn't cry when I, that would probably weirded her out. <laughs> Why are you crying? Um, but I, I said, I told her about Jesus and that's what it's all about and life and life in all its fullness and life everlasting. And, uh, and I was able to share that with her, which was just the best thing to do. And, um, and I don't know if she'll ever make a commitment, especially in the time that I will know her doing this show. Um, but what I realized is, I wouldn't have been able to have those conversations unless I was there, unless I was present. And uh, for some of you, you're already present in communities, but maybe for some of us, that's where we need to start, is to go, who are the people that God is putting in my way to, to reach for him? What, what are the communities that I need to be uh, present for? And, um, and on my way home, I, I realized this. And, um, and the musical theater company that I'm a part of is in Portsmouth. And as, as I live in Romsey, darling, um, it takes a little while to get there. And uh, I've spent so many flipping money on diesel for my car to get there every week. And sometimes it, it's just been really annoying. <laughs> And uh, it takes time to travel. It takes about 40 minutes there and then 40 minutes back. And I just thought, why am I being so selfish? I will spend as much as it takes. And I will make as many journeys as it takes to be present where the people who need Jesus are. And I love that. I love that God has given us the privilege to be present in those communities. And I wish the company was a bit closer, um, but that's okay. And, and even if the show doesn't happen, uh, and if it all falls apart, then it won't be a waste of my time. 
because I was able to have those beautiful conversations with those girls. If I wasn't present, I wouldn't have been able to do what I did. And, um, and that's no uh, kind of, oh, aren't I so great? But I just realised that, that I needed to be there. And uh, without being there, I wouldn't have been able to do it. And the thing about being a follower of Jesus is, yes, we've got to be present, but also uh, we've got to represent. And I think um, a myth that comes with being a follower of Jesus um, is that um, when we sign up to being a follower of Jesus, uh, that we don't just sign up to the freebies. Uh, because it's so easy, isn't it, to go, oh, it's so good being a Christian. I get the grace of God. I get, uh, you know, just chance after chance after chance. And, um, but we don't, we don't just sign up for that. We don't just sign up for the new identity that we receive with Christ. We don't just sign up for the life and life everlasting. But actually, we've signed up to represent Jesus. That's what we've signed up to. And that's a challenge, really, because sometimes we just want to opt in and out when it's convenient for us. But actually, you know, God has called us, Jesus has called us to be the salt and light in this, wo- in this world. And we've signed up to be representatives of him. There was once a vicar who visited a prison uh, as part of prison ministry he did. And um, he got to the gate and, uh, and kind of said, oh, I'm here to, to do the ministry. And they said, okay, great. Well, unfortunately, we've misplaced your identification card. And he said, oh, that's a shame. Uh, Can I still come in? They said, yeah, yeah, that's fine. We'll just have to fill in um, uh, just a temporary one for you. And he said, okay, that's that's great. Um, That's fine. So he showed the driver's license, and yes, I am who I say I am. And then he got the slip uh, given back to him, and uh, he glanced down in it, and he laughed. And he laughed because what had happened was the guard had put in the space that said, uh, they represent dot, dot, dot. The guard had put God. He laughed at himself. He said, that's so funny. And then on his way back, um, he got in all right and did his ministry, whatever. And on his way uh, home in the car, he thought about it a bit more. And he thought, how funny that they'd said. And, and yes, the guard had maybe a sense of humor. But wow, that is so true. Yes, he was representing the prison ministry that he was a part of. But ultimately, ultimately, he was representing Jesus. And I love that. And, you know, we're ambassadors for Christ. The, the word says we're ambassadors, which, which basically means we are to reflect our maker. We are to reflect our maker. And as I said earlier, it's just, that's what Activate is all about, is reflecting our maker with those who don't know him yet. Stress the yet. Because we're believing for it, aren't we? We are to be his representatives in this world. And then Jesus finishes this illustration in Matthew 5 by answering the, the most asked question, especially by children. Anyone know what it is? Why? <laughs> why? Don't touch that. Why? Don't do that. Why? And we always like to know why, don't we? And thankfully here Jesus answers it for us. And he, he's, he, he talks about why we do this. Why are we to be authentic? Why are we to be visible? Why are we to be effective in this world? Why, Jesus, have you taught us to be salt and light in this world? And he says this. When you shine, you'll prompt people to open up to God. That's what the message version says. And he says, you stand on a light. Now you've been put on a hill. You'll prompt people to open up with God. 
And so why do we do it? It's not just for our own self-glory or to do what God has done because we know it's right. But when we do, it will prompt others to open up to him. And so, yes, we are to be present and we are to represent Jesus. And it is all for the sake of the lost. It is all for the sake of the blind. It's all for the sake of those who don't know him yet. And I guess the challenge for us when we're trying to be authentic and, and being in our communities, I guess the really hard question we've got to ask ourselves is, do I want them to know Jesus? And sometimes we don't ask ourselves that question. Do we want them to know Jesus? Do we want them to? Have we got a passion for them to know Jesus, to, to receive everything that we have received, those freebies that we talk about? Do we want them to know Jesus? And I guess I love to imagine things. Anyone else like to imagine? I love to imagine. And could you imagine if every person here was present and represented Jesus well and was authentic? Could you imagine? I mean, I think Activate would probably need to be held maybe at the O2. <laughs> could you imagine? How many people would we touch if we were to be present and to represent him? And the verse we keep coming back to this weekend is Hebrews 4.13. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. You know, when we're there, when we're given an account of our lives and our behavior and our actions and our words, like Sarah was talking about the other night, what do we say? You know, the things we do. You know, could we be honest and say, Jesus, I've really tried my best to be present and to represent you. I'd love to be able to be there. I don't think I'm there yet. But I want to be better at it. I really want to be better at it. But I guess, you know, we can't do it alone. And tomorrow, Sarah's going to be talking about together, how we can do that together. Um, but, you know, we can't do it without the Holy Spirit. Uh, we need to be filled. He's our strength. He's our rock in which we stand on, isn't he? Um, and that's all I've got to share really today um, obviously I did it last minute but um, God speaks I believe uh, God is good isn't he and, uh, and he's a speaking God and, and I really feel like maybe just this moment uh, he wants to fill us again to be able to do that in his strength uh, and with what he's given us so why don't you stand with me and uh, I'm just going to ask him to fill us is that okay? I'll take that as a yes <laughs> Oh, man, is anyone tired? <laughs> I got more response for that. That's good. It is tiring. It's full on these days, aren't they? But that's good. Great. Well, we're just going to ask the Holy Spirit. It's nothing weird. It's nothing crazy. He can fill us in a really gentle way, can't he? Uh, the Holy Spirit is so gentle and kind. And so if you, really, if you want to get better at being present and representing Jesus, I do, I'm standing. Um, we're just going to ask... Holy Spirit to fill us afresh. So, and if, you, if you'd like to, I'm going to, uh, to do too. I'm just going to hold my hands out if you want to join me. And we're just going to ask the Holy Spirit to come. So, Father, we ask that you would come, Holy Spirit. Father, send your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, that you died on that cross and that you rose again. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would fill us afresh. Fill us afresh. Fill us up so that we're overflowing so that we can be present, so that we can represent you in such an authentic way that it will prompt people 
to get to know you. Fill us afresh, we pray. God, we recognise that we cannot do it alone. And we've got each other and that's brilliant. But ultimately, we need your strength. We need your wisdom. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask that you'd fill us.